sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last everybody and welcome to pop culture continuum there's a reason my voice does not sound happy uh i'm john elliott and this is patrick riccardi and this week we're doing clifford versus movie 43 yeah i thought it would be my understanding is clifford's your favorite movie from the 90s um close i think my god damn it i can't think of a worse movie from the 90s yes (laughs) <laughs> um, okay. yeah so spoiler alert I don't uh, neither of us like this movie I can't understand how it got made uh, did you read the IMDB trivia about it no but can I, I, wait can I say sorry. one thing before we do yes. the IMDB yes. CD yeah. trivia yeah. I, I want us to I want to make sure we're on the same page on this right okay this, this is just talking- a very basic thing Clifford is about a young child played by an adult man Martin Short for no discernible reason. And he is basically trying to kill his uncle so he can fuck his uncle's girlfriend. This this is the plot of this movie. Am I wrong? Did I miss something? Oh, well, I, I, <laughs> that's one way to look at it. And I'm not going to say you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is one one way, maybe one of the more uh, positive ways, actually, to look at it. What now? What is the IMDb trivia? Oh, they just talk about how Martin Short, like, a lot of people didn't want to do this movie at first, but Martin Short's screen test playing a 10-year-old convinced them they should. And I don't know how that screen test could have convinced them any, well, of anything. They should have then just released the screen test as the movie. And because... a lot of the trivia is from Martin Short. Like, according to Martin Short, Nicolas Cage loved the movie. <laughs> I mean, I don't see a reason for Martin Short necessarily to lie about that, but on the other hand, I don't see a reason for him to have to say it either. I don't think he's lying. I, I he's He also says that Charles Grodin loved the movie. I, I don't know. That, apparently it has a cult following, but I don't think it's the cult following where people, you know, like Office Space, for example, has a cult following because it wasn't very popular, but people think it was better than, than its popularity in the box office. I don't think that's the kind of cult following this movie has. No, I think it's people who are high and really like hate watching things, you know? I did think a lot during, I mean, we can talk a little bit about the story. The story starts with Martin Short. Oh, a production note. The movie was filmed in 1990 and scenes were added in 1993. I don't know why, but uh, the original was just Martin Short playing a 10 year old. And then the reshoots that were added uh, three years later, he's playing like a, I don't know, eighty or ninety year old. So that the, yeah. the, the I kind of had um, uh, what, what you, the the beginning of the movie kind of made me think of Princess Bride, not in any good way. And then the what's his Fred Savage's brother showed up, and I was like, wow, they're really pushing this uh, Princess Bride connection. But that's about the the only Princess Bride connection I can think of. Yeah, yeah, Fred Savage, man. Fred Savage's brother. Oh, I thought it was Fred Savage. No. Oh, it's, it's, it was Boy Meets World? Okay. Yeah, yes. That makes more sense, I guess, considering the year. Uh, yeah, that, I think the only time, well, you know what, I'll, I'll admit I laughed a couple times, mostly at just how fucking stupid it was. But yeah, yeah, I did have those laughs, yeah. The legitimate laugh was when he said something about the the uh, savage kid burning down the dorm or something. I can't see. I can't. It wasn't even funny enough for me to remember. But I was like, oh, that's good. This kid fucking <laughs> burned down a whole building. And that did, I mean, not that it matters in any way whatsoever, but I couldn't really put together what that it was like a home for boys. But the savage kid's parents were still alive. So why was he there? Is it like a criminal? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what I that's what I assumed. Yeah, that was, just like Martin Short playing a child. There was no explanation. Yeah, it, but. yeah, and that's the other thing. So the story starts with the it's bookended with uh, 
Martin Short playing the priest and talking to uh, what's the I don't know Fred Sa- not Fred Savage but uh, Ben Savage who cares yeah, Ben Savage ben. and uh, uh, and then it goes flashes back to Martin Short as a ten year old and Martin Short as a ten year old didn't really make me think oh that's a ten year old it just made me think that's a grown man playing a ten year old and like does he have that Robin Williams disease no he's just actually supposed to be a ten year old but I did think like. So what is this movie like if in it, it's an actual 10-year-old? Is it, is it, is it better? It is better. No, it's for worse. Sure. You think it's worse? Do you if, think it is? If, if, it's a child, if it's a child actor, I think it is better because it's kind of weird with Martin Short's. Like, it's not that – it's not funny. It's not Martin Short being – it's just dumb. No. And I and that's the thing. Like, Martin Short is funny. I yeah, like no. Martin Short. I do too. And even at the time, like, he wasn't, you know, doing great at the movies. But, like, you and I, we would watch – him on like Letterman and stuff, and he was fucking hilarious. Right. Still, yeah. every time, um, this is god awful. So let's go and, back. Another thing, um, it was written by uh, Steve uh, J D Rock, who I don't know who that is, and Stephen Campman. Stephen Campman, you would recognize from the first two seasons of Newhart. He played the next door neighbor who kind of disappeared and replaced, mostly replaced by Peter Scolari, but. Uh, he didn't want his name on the movie, so he he replaced it with Bobby Von Hayes. And the only reason I even looked that up, well, afterwards, I, of course, always look up the movie to see everything about it. But when I was watching the movie, I looked up Bobby Von Hayes because at the time there's a at the time this movie was made, there was a Phillies player named Von Hayes. And I was wondering if there's any relation. And I guess there was because this dude's from Philadelphia. So he just made up a name that included a Phillies player, which is odd. Damn. So Kurt from Newhart wrote this. Kirk. Kurt. I don't remember what it was yet. Oh, that's a good memory. I did. Kirk, yeah, Kirk Devane. Well, yeah, yeah, when they had he, that that first boring made on there. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. The videotape years of Newhart, much more interesting to talk about than this movie. Oh, so, so that's that's the difference. So the first couple seasons are are on video, and then it's what's what's it after video? It's film. Then, then it's just film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Anyway, sorry. Um, no, I'm sorry. I just closed my. Oh, I mean, uh, something nice to say about this movie. It has a very, very interesting, good cast. I mean, Charles Grodin is a really funny dude on Letterman, and he was great in Midnight Run. That's that's about Midnight all. Run. I, I yeah, that's all you need. Like, yeah. well, he was good in Heaven Can Wait. I remember way back. Okay, in the day in the I guess he was in Seventies Kid. I didn't see that either. I didn't see that either. No, but at the yeah, same I time, mean, as Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. It's at the same time as this, he's doing those Beethoven movies, which I'd never watched. Oh, yeah. No, that would, that's as ridiculous as this. Probably better than Clifford, but. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah still. And then Mary Steenburgen was watch. the love interest, and she was fine. And Dabney Coleman, who I I always liked. And, oh, yeah. He's, he, he's so good at playing the type. Yep. And he's, I mean, he's, as far as things go, he's fine in this movie. Yeah, if you write if you write that part, you're hoping for Dabney Coleman to play it. Yeah, and he. But I think he's everybody underrated. does what they can. Yeah. Oh, he is underrated for sure. Because I don't think people like he he very much does do that character, but I don't think people really recognize how difficult it is and how good he is at it. Right, because, because I mean, like you said, we always like him. Right. Even though he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like in this one, he's he's more unlikable than usual, but mostly there's something about him that it's not so bad that you. Yeah, he's just really good. But yeah, it's really it's really not a it's not a well written movie. I'm, I could see why he could take his name off. Oh, yeah. I, so originally he was supposed to direct it. And then Paul Flaherty, who was a, a SCTV dude, came and directed it instead. Oh, Joe Flaherty. Paul Flaherty. Joe Flaherty. Oh, he brother. was SCTV. Oh, I didn't know there was an SCTV. Was he like the later years or some shit? I think he might have might have been behind the scenes, like a writer and director, not not, not like on screen. Got it. Sorry, I'm sucking on an ice cube. It's fucking hot here. Um, yeah, I mean, and then Richard Kind is also in it, who you someone you you have seen in lots of different things, playing playing. Uh, uh, Another one. A, you write a you write that part. You get you want Richard Kind. Yep. Yeah. Playing Clifford's father, and in the story it's written he's just dropping his son off with his brother without even seeing the brother. 
doesn't really make a lot of sense. Well, they have some, yeah. I don't even remember what their issue is with each other. That's how boring this fucking movie they was. They don't mention what the issue is. They just never talk to each other. I guess Charles Gruden's type A. He's, what's that, what's the grind? He has that grind mindset, so. Yeah. But, yeah, that's not. <laughs> so the story goes, Clifford gets dropped off at the uncle. He, he, he gets, he's sitting between his parents. He annoys the person in front of them. Oh, there's also the added factor that, Clifford is written as if he has some sort of mental illness where the his pet dinosaur talks to him and it's uh that's what makes makes him do evil things. Yeah, it's like David Berkowitz with a dog, yeah. Uh so he makes the plane plane's engines go out and they have to land in Los Angeles because he wants to go to a amusement park called Dinosaur World. Another piece of trivia from the IMDB about this movie is that Martin Short claims that Steven Spielberg told him after watching Clifford and I'm not making this up uh, after watching Clifford, the Dinosaur World scenes, he had uh, gave him ideas on how to create Jurassic Park. That's uh, wow, I can't believe Steven Spielberg watched this movie. Actually, maybe I can. Um, I don't. That's actually the timing not doesn't work out. Super no. surprising, but what's that? Timing doesn't work out. No, oh, I say it. Jurassic Park came out already, right? Jurassic, I, Jurassic Park came out in in ninety three, and this movie came yeah, out the same came year. Ninety four. <laughs> so I I'm just going by. Uh, I, I want to know who put that trivia in because that doesn't sound true now that I say it out loud. I already yeah. didn't believe it. That's yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh wait, no. I'm sorry. The, the 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 trivia does make make it true, make it possible to be true. According to Martin Short, Spielberg, who was a close friend of his, actually was able to view the film before Orion Pictures shelved it due to their bankruptcy problems. When it came time for Spielberg to shoot Jurassic Park, which was ultimately released nine more months before this film, Spielberg contacted Short to ask him how about the set design was done for the scenes involving the dinosaur world theme park. Dude, what's with Martin Short fucking dropping all these names, man? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, I, I sounds like a, fucking Dana Carvey's version of uh, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> well, did, wasn't didn't Martin Short have that? The I mean, I do admit that Martin Short's funny, and he's really funny, like in uh, lots of different things. But I never got into that Marty Glick character. But is, wasn't he like that talking about famous people? <sighs> Shit, sorry, this big motorcycle. I never saw the the yeah, what Jiminy Glick or whatever. Jiminy yeah, Glick, yeah, I, yeah. Okay, you didn't. I I haven't seen it, so it seemed quite stupid at the time, so I didn't watch it. But did you watch the season he was on Saturday Night Live? Oh yeah, yeah. I, that yeah. was I was like fifteen, so that yeah. was like prime year to you know. So I mean, um, he did that Ed Grimley character, which I remember being very funny. Was that created for? SNL or did that come from that came from SCTV, didn't it? I think it came from SCTV. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I don't know how they like worked that out. I guess. Well, I guess well, Lauren Michaels probably produced them both, right? So. Oh, that's true. But also, maybe it's like, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who cares? We're talking about Clifford. Yeah. Uh, hush your shut your mouth. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's just a mess. So it's basically Problem Child, though I haven't seen Problem Child, right? But You haven't with, seen with Problem a, Child, but that used to be your punchline for jokes for years. No, Problem Child 2 was. It's just uh-huh. funny that there I was a pardon. I like Problem Child. I bet it holds up. But this is a very oh, problem. Oh, I'm sure it does. This is, a, <laughs> this is a very Problem Child-like script. And that's why I think it would be better with a little kid, because it's a little less creepy when the little kid wants to make love to a... <laughs> His perspective aunt. And not you Martin think that's Short. Less creepy? <laughs> less creepy than Martin Short playing a ten year old because it's like Martin Short's pretending to be a ten year old so he can get with Mary Steve Virgin, which is was planned all along and he actually is not ten. I, I mean I think it's a toss up. It's creepy either way. <laughs> I think it it's just he's like he comes up with all these plots to like get his uncle arrested or get him out of the picture and stuff and like none of them are funny none of them are funny none of them actually are violent though none they of, all no yeah. so he wasn't trying to get him killed but he did get him fired and get autumn arrested 
Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. That could be funny in... You could make that funny, but they didn't. <laughs> Even with Martin Short playing the kid, they could have done things to make it funny. But basically, he was just like kind of mugging like Jim Carrey throughout the thing. And yeah. Yeah. There was... I, I'll t- tell you the truth. I saw this on a list of like Scott Ackerman's rec- recommended like 24 hour comedy film marathon. Thought, and this was on it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Now nope, you're wrong, Ackerman. Wait, wait! I thought you told me this was on the list of the worst movies of the '90s. Oh, it is as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. As it should be. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know how they got this made because it's not like he was a huge name in '94. You know. Uh, well, this was nine. Maybe he was big enough because it was this like or ninety. Right around inner space and all that, and I, I, yeah, I, three amigos, yeah. yeah. So maybe he had just enough. Let's see, inner space came out in '87. Inner space was actually pretty good. Inner space has something to do with our our second movie, which we are not talking about yet. I wanted to bring it up that there is a connection. Oh. Okay, I don't, I didn't catch it, but I do remember enjoying inner space. In the theater in 87. Well, it depends on which version of Movie 43 you watch to, to know about the connection. But we can talk about this, that later. Yeah, we will, because I, I still didn't look this up or know I, anything about it. But, and uh, I didn't want to. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, let's – you know what? I was very disappointed because I thought at least it would be stupid funny. But it it was stupid. The funny wore off like super quickly, like you, it, it was just too stupid, and you can't just rely on that. Yeah, I for agree. all your jokes, you have to actually write some funny shit. Like you can't just be dumb. Anyway, I, I, I'm it, I'm it's too late for this, but I will probably read both of these things afterwards. Uh, but in Vulture, there is a. Uh, I guess I can't read it. I guess you have to be a member. I'll, anyway, there's there's an oral history of Martin Short's Clifford, and there's an article about there being a reunion at Dynasty Typewriter in 2022 of the cast of Clifford. Oh, was Char- wasn't Charles Grodin dead? Oh, he wasn't there, but the people were alive, and, and fans, uh, super fans, like as you said, uh, Scott Ackerman and Tom Shar- Sharpling were there. No, I don't get, like... To me, I, I almost feel like they're doing that hipster thing, man. Like, it's hard for me to believe anybody actually is a fan of this movie. But well, um, I could, what do I know? I I, I agree because it was pretty horrible. But being a fan of Martin Short, I would go to something like this to see what he'd have to say about it. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and I, not if I had to sit through the movie, though, probably. I think that was part of it. You had to watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a thumbs down from both of us, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. I don't, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I don't really want to talk about the next one either, but I feel like I'll have more to say, and I'm sure you will, too. Uh, you want to take a quick break? We'll be right sure. back. Sure. All right. Be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. And we're back. I've, I've, I just read a little bit of the 
the oral history, and I, 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 I highly recommend it. But yes, we're back with movie forty-three. Yeah. Uh, before we start this one, I want to say something. I know I'm sometimes prone to hyperbole, but this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out of the way. I did not mind this movie at all. <laughs> Are you insane? It reminded me of the. Uh, I can't remember what was the name. Amazon Women of the Moon. Or Kentucky Fried. Oh, that's movie. what it was going for. Yeah, and I thought it like, was just uh, as good as them. I I can't believe you're saying this. All right, I want to. <laughs> this I want to talk about one of the skits. Okay. Whatever the fuck you call them. One of the wait, recurring wait, wait. like ads. Before we get into the skits, let's talk about the two versions. Is that okay, or do you want to talk? About oh yeah, that? yeah, because I know nothing about this. So the version I watched. Uh, the, the, the basis of the movie is there's a bunch of skits and, uh, in the version I watched this, the, the, there's these two kids that are having a practical joke on their little brother and they're searching for movie 43, which is the worst thing that's ever existed on the internet. And they're doing that's all kinds the one of one I watched. Okay. They're doing all kinds of searches for it and it gets into extreme things. And the dude from succession is there and, uh, I, some other stars as well as they search for the movie and and that's just that's the that's the way to get the skits introduced that's the alternate uk that's the framing device okay. right that's, that's yeah the, that we saw the european alternate alternative cut the original cut was the the movie producer wanting to make a movie and going to different people to get the movie made and showing them clips of the movie he wants to make and this is that's what these skits are Oh, Dennis, Dennis okay. Quaid from Inner Space plays Charlie Wessler, the producer. Greg Kinnear is one of the people they try to get. Uh, Common is there, Will Sasso, and Seth MacFarlane as himself. So we missed out on all that. And Charlie Saxton, whoever that is. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I don't fucking care who that is. But our yeah, version but... seemed a little bit better, but whatever. It's, I'm not going to yeah, watch the I, I don't... version. I don't want to. But okay, now go to the sketch that you had. It sounds like you had your well, biggest problem with. First of all, let's just go into a little bit the people that are in this movie. There Elizabeth are Banks, all kinds of stars: Kristen Bell, Halle Berry, Gerard Butler, Kate Seth Winslet. MacFarlane. Not really. Yeah, Kate Wait, Winslet. Kate. Uh, uh, sorry, Seth MacFarlane was in it. I didn't remember him. I see his name, but I don't know which one he was. I'm just going through it. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Well, Seth MacFarlane Richard was here. Was in that thing we didn't get. He was in that like the. Oh, he was the pitch guy. Okay, right. Gotcha. He wasn't part of the framing. But go ahead, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, they got just great Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah, Uma Thurman, Naomi Watts. Oh, and the Julianne other dude, uh, Kieran Culkin, also in it. Yeah. Wait, and Julianne, so what was, was uh, it? That's what it says. But I'm again, I don't know. I don't remember her. All right, uh, this is okay. This is one of two that I want to okay. talk about. Julianne Moore was in a sketch that was cut from the show, and he, she was in a sketch with Tony Shalhoub. I kind of want to see it because Bob Odenkirk was also in that sketch, and I like Tony Shalhoub. And it was written and directed by Bob Odenkirk, so I have to think it was better than what was there. But anyway, go to the sketch you want to talk about. Well, there's actually two. This this is just this is why I hated it so much. All right, the first one it's a recurring one where they have these ads for a uh, air earbud charger, earphone charger that are connected to a naked woman. The problem is the batteries in her vagina and a bunch of young boys have been losing their fingers and penises. (laughs) Yuck, yuck. So (laughs) Richard Gere is the, yeah, he's the head of this company and his solution to this problem is to make a black naked woman so people have a choice of color. If this sounds like it makes no sense to you. It's because it doesn't, and it's managed to be both misogynistic and racist. Well, I think it was like with, supposed. No, to be I don't racist. think it was a commentary on this shit. I disagree. That's I think what, it was totally a commentary. That's why there was the the one character in it that was just like the one sane character is like, "Are you people insane? What are we doing here?" I think it was it was totally making fun of like. Uh, I think see, that was them just trying to not get in too much trouble. I disagree. I think it was commentary. It was stupid. <laughs> I thought it was commentary and uh, Richard Gere did not want to do it. 
he found, why did he fucking do it? Tried to find a way out of doing it, but I guess he already, it's not clear why he did it, but he said, I can't do it. I'm, I'm in New York. I can't come to LA for this. I'm not going to do it. And they, so they switched and they filmed it in New York instead. <laughs> but I disagree. Fucking I think called his ass out. I do think they knew what they were doing with it. Uh, and it was, it was on intentional. I just think it wasn't especially funny. But I disagree. I mean, it was misogynistic and racist, but it was making fun of high tech companies being misogynistic and racist. That that was the iBabe. It was an MP3 player that was. Um, I think I think they wanted it both ways. But that's, let's that's talk about. Too. Okay. Let's talk about the other. Uh, well, well, they're all problematic, but the the problematic one for me, which was uh, oh my god, I just fucking forgot his name. Among this whole list of names, the dude from uh, God damn it, Terrence Howard. Yes, that He's was the most pro- problematic coach. one to me. That was racist, entirely racist. Go that ahead. Entire, yeah, like not even a commentary. It was just racist. That, yep. He's a basketball coach giving a pep talk to his team in the locker room. His team's all black, and he's saying, "No, you're." you are going to beat these guys because they're all like worried about it. And they're like 24 and oh, and he's like, you know why you're going to beat these guys? And you know, one of them is like, cause we're going to give 110% coach. He's like, no, cause you're black and they're all white. And then he keeps saying like variations of, so you know why you're going to win? And they'll see something stupid and he'll repeat that. Then the, the punchline, I don't even know what the fuck you call it. The denouement of the piece is they're playing, they're kicking ass until one of the black ball players jumps and uh, and accidentally hits one of the white players in the face with his foot long penis. Oh, I didn't notice so, that. I, I guess I was yeah. looking away. I mean, yeah. I was already offended and not. It was, it yeah. was a funny idea aside from where they get went racist with it. Like it was funny. Here's making, the thing. Go ahead. Sorry. Everything in this movie potentially can be done to be funny. How they managed not to make any of it funny. I don't know. I didn't laugh. It's not even, well, I was angry. I was kind of disgusted, but not in the way they wanted me to be, I don't think. <sighs> Everything was, it, it's like it. the movie was written by one, like, 13-year-old boy who'd never had sex, and it was just I gross. just want to say again that everything you're saying is true, but so was Amazon Woman on the Moon, and so was Kentucky Fried Movie. I don't find it at all different than either of those movies. That's why I don't. It was Except bad. this was made in 2013. Yes, that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, and and it's a big one. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm I was like shocked at all the people. Like, I don't want to see Kristen Bell and Halle Berry and Elizabeth Banks having to go through this shit. I don't know, man. It was. <laughs> And Emma Stone and, you know, everybody. Jesus. The Emma Stone one was not offensive, though. That was just weird. Yeah, it was. It was still a little. It had a layer of grossness to it. Um, <clears throat> but maybe that was just tainted by everything else in it. It was, yeah, probably the least objectionable yep. thing in it. But it's not like. It's not like I'm like, oh, it's so shocking. Like, it can obviously meant to be shocking. It just wasn't and it wasn't funny right it seemed very it seemed very old already by by the time it came out like that kind of shit yeah so yeah yeah i don't know man we can talk about hugh jackman having the testicles on his uh neck i don't know what do you what do you want to talk about all of the like i said that's super fucking stupid and they take and, but, it but as we, far as they can, and it's still not funny. Yeah, there's the thing is, I actually laughed at this movie much more than you did, obviously, because you didn't laugh at all. But uh, there was never, like, there would be funny things that were never taken to a funny place. Like, I would laugh a little bit at something, but it was never, like, there, the, the testicle one That's never, never turned funny. <laughs> it was like... Okay, I laughed at the idea, but then that was it. That was it. They never expanded on it. It could have ended right away. So, it's like know. the, it's like a compilation of all the really terrible Saturday Night Live skits yep. put no. together in one movie. Except, it's worse than that. Yes, it's worse because it's all the it's it's 
all the 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 not it's all the, the after what one o'clock Saturday Night Live sketches that they don't want to really put up, but they're not funny and they're offensive. So I yes, know. exactly, because some of those late Saturday Night Live sketches are, are funny. Sketches yeah. are actually the so, funny ones, yeah. and that's really yeah absurd ones. Uh, there's uh, the the one about the homeschooled kid with all the incest. There's... And that dude was is the lead guy on the bear. Oh, now. oh, okay, yeah, the kid, yeah. yeah. But it also has Lee Schreiber and Naomi Watts, Naomi Watts in it. So it's, it's yeah. yeah. That, that's the thing about this movie. The, the, everything you said is true. It's it's offensive, not super well written, but it's star packed. All kinds of stars well, are in this movie. That's the other thing. It's it's not like the acting shitty. They're no, they're going giving it what and, they can. Right? Yeah, and it just, like, doesn't work on any level to me. I mean, I, <coughs> Sorry. I thought that, um, well, in the in the very timely uh, superhero speed dating sketch where they used the 60s Batman punches and stuff, yeah, that's... <laughs> I did think that was funny. You're really hitting the target audience there. I, I, I did there, think that was brothers. funny, though. I well, always I thought... I always enjoyed Batman as a jerk, and uh, Jason Sudeikis did a really good job in that role. And I, I, that's what I was going to say. Jason Sudeikis killed it in that in that role, but to what end? I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I thought that was the best sketch of the movie. I did laugh a couple times throughout the sketch. It was the only one that had any semblance of real humor. Yep. My my thing is, I think if they would have spent ten percent more effort on the writing, it could have worked much better like it's just so fucking lazy and uh, yeah i really don't get it i i guess people thought it was funny did they it was a no, bomb right no it I was a two, total bomb people do not like this movie i think most yeah. people will be on your side not my side i think the truth or dare one with uh halle berry and uh what's his name steven merchant, merchant yeah I, I just felt bad for halle berry in that but not sketch. steven merchant like, I don't feel bad for the men. I don't know. I'm like, fuck it. You, you know, they're not really <laughs> being exploited in a way, you know? I, I, uh, Funny. I don't know. It was the treat, the treatment of women and like what they're made to go through, I think. The funny thing is that probably one of the least offensive one was the, not a, not least offensive because it's, it's gross, but the poop one was, was oddly, Something I could see. I don't even remember the poop one. Uh, there's a movie. That's how a, much I hate it. There's a sketch this. where Anna Faris wants Chris Pratt the poop on her. Oh yes. <laughs> Something about but that. also not funny. It was not funny at all. It never had any yeah. kind of. Fun. It had great people in it. Anna Faris is so funny. Chris Pratt can be so funny. J.B. Smooth can be so funny, but none of them were funny in this. Yeah, and J.B. Smooth was even like doing his J.B. Smoove thing yep. where it sounded like he was improvising, but it wasn't fucking funny like J.B. Smoove is. Uh, it's funny. I, I just I, baffled that at how it none of it worked for me. The, I, the, the I like one was, I'm surprised you had that reaction. That was the least. I thought that I agree with you with, with the, the basketball and the basketball one was terrible. That would, shouldn't have been in there at all. But I think that the I babe one was as, as bad as you thought. Well, how about the period one? No, te- fucking terrible. It was another one where they're like trying kind of at the end to be like, oh, men don't know anything about periods. But it was still a thing of like male fear about the period that you could say was a commentary, but it's also kind of true. Like, I don't like there's I don't know. Well, I, I mean, that one was, def- was definitely a commentary. It just didn't turn out to be very funny. Everybody yeah, involved it, it, it was good. Go ahead, sorry. Yes, it was. I can see how that one was supposed to be a commentary, but it it didn't come off as one. That's the problem. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm. It's amazing to me that you could have all this. There are, you know, there are ideas that can be developed into something. There are obviously really great actors. There are funny people involved, and yet it sucks so fucking hard. Um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks directed the. Um the period one. So like good okay, people good. were all over this movie. I mean, that makes me feel better about that one, but it's still, I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way. It, yeah. 
and I'm just looking up the writer to see what else she's written to see if she's uh she's just kind of a sitcom writer. But at least it's a woman. For that All sketch. Right. I can I, it still was a terrible sketch, but Yeah, it I'll didn't it turn out as funny that. as it could have been. But I mean, I do like seeing those actors and they're all good. They just didn't have a lot to work with. Uh Machine oh, Kids man. I thought was funny. It was dumb, but that was probably the funniest. What was that? Fuck. That was just look through all the people were beating up the um copy machines and different machines and they just made kids are in there doing this. Was <laughs> this is stupid? Oh yeah. So, Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children Inside Machines, right? No, I thought that was very stupid. <laughs> That's the thing. It's just like none of it none of it clicked the way it was meant to. So. I thought the worst was the um the cartoon one with Elizabeth Banks. That was probably the worst one for me. It was just so gross. It was god awful. Yeah. Yeah. I and but not in a funny no. You, is is a cartoon cat jerking off funny to you? No, I, I mean, is that shocking to anybody? It's see it. Yeah, no, you, it really can't. There's not a way to make that funny. Um, yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad she didn't direct that one because I saw uh, that she was one of the directors. And yeah, James Gunn directed that one, and I think I saw something about um, that he just like denies even working with it. So he doesn't have. I mean, he doesn't have anything good to say about it. That's for sure. I yeah, and I thought this whole thing was like a fairly brothers thing before I saw it, but it's just like it's not. But he worked with them. It was like he somehow convinced the Fairley brothers and Zucker brothers, the producer, this Charlie guy, who, who I guess he makes fun of himself. Um, what was his, I said his name before? I can't. Remember. Charlie Wessler convinced the Fairley brothers and the Zucker brothers to to do this movie. And Farley brother, one of the Farley brothers did the, like he directed part of it. Zucker brothers yeah. dropped out very early. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how he convinced them. I don't know how he convinced this, the the uh, everybody else to be in it. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's so weird. Well, I gotta. All right, I gotta see who did my least favorite one. Uh, okay, I don't even know who. These people are who did the basketball team one, but god damn. I don't think – I mean, Peter Farrelly's involvement in this alone should have prevented him from getting an Oscar for another <laughs> was, fucking racially insensitive movie. Was he the one that got the Oscar or was it the other brother? I, I can't kid no, that No, it was together. him. Okay. It was him. I just checked, yeah. Wow. I, I can't believe you didn't hate this. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. And I want to make clear, I'm not the one to pick this movie out. That was you. No, I know. I I I thought, how bad could it be? But yeah, no. When I when it ended, and or I thought it ended, and then I saw there were still like 18 minutes left. I was like, <laughs> angry, dude. Well, they really ended on a sour note because that that basketball one was worse than everything before it. It was so offensive in not a funny way. Like a funny yes. way in 1920, maybe. It was just not – it could have been funny, but it was not funny. And it's such a waste of Terrence Howard. I can't – I mean, why would Terrence Howard do this? I don't understand that either. I, I don't know why anybody involved would do this, Yep. including the white people. Yeah, that, the white team. The, one of the white guys who made, like, the winning shot – had a bunch of hair all over his shoulders for yeah. no reason I could tell. It looked like because it wasn't real. It was obviously like pasted on. So uh, I guess they thought that would add something. Uh, it's I don't know. This movie fucking baffled me, dude. Yeah, it does say he wanted to make a Kentucky Fried movie for the modern age. It's like yeah. funny or die. Only if you could go crazy. Fairly. <laughs> no, it isn't. Funny guy has funny shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do apologize for hating it so much, but and so James Gunn bad. did that did the 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 cartoon one, but apparently he lost control of it and it was recut by somebody else. Oh, it was recut, but he still fucking filmed it all. Well, yeah, but maybe it wasn't 
the same when he did it. Who knows? I mean, I guess. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's, that's the other, like, like I said, I don't like stuff that's supposed to be shocking. If there's a point to it and it's actually funny, I have no problem with. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't hate it as much as you did, I guess. Like I thought Clifford was worse. So you say movie 43 is worse than Clifford? Yes. Because movie 43 went more quickly for me because I couldn't wait for Clifford to end. It was just like, come on. But movie 43 was like, oh, I laugh at the superhero parts. This is stupid, but it's not, oh, it's pretty bad. But it wasn't like Clifford. I just was like, come on. Maybe Clifford I had to slog through. This one I was ready to turn it off after five minutes. Like, (laughs) that's how much I hated it. Um, Yeah. Well. I can't believe we disagreed on this, but well, I'm uh, not giving it up. We see it, everybody. Yeah, I, 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 I want to. There's no caveat. You should see this, and you should see it where it's meant to be seen on a big screen, um, with a loved one. Oh yeah, and your kids. Yeah. It should be seen with children. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't like try to do it in smell-o-vision or something. You know, could have at least gotten people into the theaters with that bullshit. I will stand up for the the superhero one because that was funny. The rest I won't. I won't defend. Mm, John Hodgman as the penguin was funny. No, I thought I didn't think he was. Love John Hodgman. Thought he sucked. He didn't suck. I should say he wasn't. (laughs) He wasn't written well. I I don't know what to say. Um, That was a. That was another one. That's a concept you really could have done something with, and mm-hmm. I, I think they just kind of blew it. Um, anyway. Anything else you'd like to say about this movie? I can't believe there's so many stars in it. I can't believe no, it. It's, it's insane. I, I don't – yeah, I don't either. I mean, I'm not it's surprised Johnny cool. Knoxville is in it, but still, Johnny Knoxville right, is no, in it. No, Johnny and him and Sean William Scott, they seem like the right cast for this, but – I know, and, like, fucking Griffin Dunn directed one of these. What the hell? Did he really? Yeah. Griffin Dunn, James Gunn, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, oh, Griffin Brett Ratner, that, 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 uh, that humanitarian. Griffin yeah, Dunn that, directed that, uh, oh, Griffin Dunn directed the one with Kieran Culkin and Emma Stone. That's Oh, good. The, the yeah, kind of the, least objection. Yeah, yeah, but how they convince him to do it? It's so weird. But the but, but the leprechaun one was the one that does that fit in here better than the rest. I think I don't know. No, I it, guess what I have to say about the Brett Rat the leprechaun one is it would have actually gone on funnier die. It was not that offensive. Yes. No, it wasn't. I mean, it, it wasn't good some either. It was no, just, it wasn't good. No. Yeah. Apparently, Colin yeah. Farrell was signed up to do the other leprechaun, but he dropped out for some reason. Probably because, uh, yeah, for, I wonder why. Because <laughs> he read the fucking script. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Machine Kids. I totally forgot about that. It's a weird movie, uh, too. I mean, I get that it's bad, but it's also weird. Like, how did this come together? Yeah, I know. You know, you mentioned like Amazon Women on the Moon and stuff. Like, this is the kind of shit you would see in the 80s. Like, it's that weird. The 80s yeah. had all this super weird shit. I, it's clear that's what they're trying to do, but you you have to then actually update it for a 2013 sensibility as well. You can't I, g- use the same 80s fucking jokes. And I don't, I don't agree with you about the iBay, but I definitely agree with you about the, the basketball one. But, yeah, it's, it's that, off like, in all sorts of ways. Yeah, the, the basketball one – in a way, just like even tainted everything that went before more yeah. for yeah. me. I agree with that. The basketball one was just like, what, what are they thinking? Cause I mean, I, I think I was, I was offended by the content, but also offended by them ruining what was, what could have been a funny concept. Yes. But the, the yeah, iPad no. one, I, I do think that was, it was a satire. It just was not a really, it was like a hand fisted one. And I'll, I can, you know, I, I, I'll change my, my opinion on that. Cause you could be right, and you convinced me about the uh, the period one, but it, it still came across as great to it. me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, not shocking, just 
gross. Right, yeah. Not, like, yeah, wrong-headed. <laughs> so. This uh, is not, not going to go on my list of recommendations. Dations, 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 dations. Oh, me either. But what is on your list of recommendations? Oh, uh, you know what? I have. Oh, I thought you were setting this up for it. And you no, I just. I, <laughs> I have one though. I, I, oh, I know. Yellow Face, uh, novel by R.F. Kuang. Tell you something. Oh yeah, I wanted to read that. It's, it's that's really good. good. Yeah, it's very good. It's a it's, just to spoil a little bit. The it's a a white woman is friends with put friends in quotes with an Asian American writer. They both went to Yale. The Asian American is much more popular. The Asian American dies with the white woman there, and the white woman steals the man, the, the the final manuscript. And God damn it! it I read about that in the New Yorker. And puts it off as her own, and it's yes. so so good. And so, so it's I, not it's not fiction. No, it is fiction. Oh, it is. I but this actually happened. I thought. Oh, I didn't. Okay, maybe, never mind. Maybe it's 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 taking off on that, but. The thing that's really cool about it is, you know, the, the the book is written from the perspective of this woman who stole the manuscript. And it's I think it's I think it's fun when a book, the protagonist of the story is kind of a jerk, but you feel for it the entire time. And then you're the more and more like, no, why? Why do I care if she gets caught? But because it's written from her perspective, you're kind of forced to. And it's it's very funny and very good. So I, I highly recommend it. Yellow face. Damn, dude, you might see now. I'm like, re, I'm wondering. It could be like the Law and Order version of a real story, but maybe the thing I read in the New Yorker was fiction, and I was just too dumb to realize. I don't know, man. Any, either way, I, yeah, cool. I want to read that. Yeah, it's worth reading. She's and apparently her follow up, which is called Babel or Babel, is very good. And I have not read that one, but it's on my list. Well, all right, I'm gonna check that out then. Uh, my, I'm keeping in in the theme of this episode for my recommendation. You remember when uh, COVID first started and all those fucking idiot celebrities sang Imagine and how terrible it was? Mm-hmm. You should go rewatch it. It's just like it's bad, but in an entertaining, more entertaining way. Well, entertaining in that you actually will laugh at it, I guess. Um, oh, well, that was – I don't even know what they're trying to accomplish with that. Like, but ju- it doesn't matter. I just watch it. And I'm like, what is wrong with all of you? On a like a, a more positive note, during COVID times, they made, I think it was for whatever that Quibi, I think it was called. Yeah. But for charity, they made home movie version of Princess Bride, and it's available on YouTube now, and that's worth watching. It's kind of funny. So it's just like what different actors. Wait, who- who was in it? Oh, all sorts of people. Like nobody plays the same character throughout. So like there's a couple scenes where Rob Reiner's playing the Peter Falk character. Uh Fred Savage actually starts off playing himself as a little kid, but different people play the little kid and canceled. Canceled. Yeah. Uh but it's it's really good. JK Simmons plays the the grandfather at one point. Chris Pine. Anyway, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it's on YouTube and it's it's really kind of entertaining, and it's, it's definitely a piece of that time period where everybody was at home do, trying to do stuff, and it's clear this was made at home. Like, you can see the kids are in it, like, you know, the, whoever they are, whoever, however they're related to the actors, but the kids are, like, playing other parts or holding the, cat, holding the phone while they film it. It's all filmed with phones, and it's, it's, it's very cute and funny. Okay. Well, I'll check that. I mean, yeah, that – Definitely sounds way better than the Imagine video. They yes, made. yes. Nick Kroll plays. <laughs> I think he plays all three of the bad guys at one point, where he's, he plays Andre the Giant, Inigo uh, Montoya, and Walsh. Sean. I can't remember characters' names, oh. and actors' names. So uh, he plays all three of them. That's very funny. Yeah, Mandy Patinkin and Wallace Man- Sean. Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, there you go. Um. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Always love me some. Well, I love. I actually love Wallace Shawn more than Andy Patinkin, but I love seeing them both. They're both good, and I mean, I I need to rewatch that movie because it that brought up how much fun that movie is, and I liked it as a kid. So. I I always like when, see, you said Chris Pine, and like, 
I always like when somebody like Chris Pine or James Marsden, who like starts out, you're like, oh, there's some fucking pretty boy. They just got him for a franchise, but they turn out to be good actors. Good actors and kind of fun people. Fun people. Yeah, they seem like fun people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like that. Pedro Pascal is another good that... example. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's also he in, this... in this. Was he? Yeah, he plays. Uh, who does he play? Oh, he plays in Nigel Montoya. That's right. <laughs> Briefly. Oh no, I meant in movie forty three. Sorry. Oh, oh wait, I'm sorry. Who was who was the Chris Pine was in movie forty three? Was he? No, no, you were talking about something else completely. But when okay. you just said that, yeah, it was okay. I yeah, because there was a lot of star power in that movie. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll I'll check that out. Uh, I know. I was thinking about that because we're rewatching Fringe again, which I still recommend. You should watch on HBO or on Max, uh, whatever they are this week. Um, because I was thinking about uh, Joshua Jackson, who played uh, Pacey on uh, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> but he's, like, turned into a good actor. Like, yeah, he's very yeah. good at, at – the thing is, he knows what – he picks good roles. He knows what he will be able to do, and he yeah. does it really well. Wait, who was your um, example after Chris Pine? I'm sorry. Um. Oh man. Oh, uh, James Marsden. Oh right. I was just thinking of him in uh, Jury Duty, where he played himself. Yeah. Oh, no, perfect. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, that's. A, I think we've probably talked about it before, but maybe we can talk about it as a topic at some point. I don't know why they can't make a good X Men movie. It it's it boggles my mind. Oh, I thought the uh, the oh, I don't remember the name of the ones, but the not none of the not the Brett the Brett Ratner one and even the Brian Singer ones were okay. But I thought the the one that was set in the '60s, I thought that was pretty good. Oh, day, Days of Future Past was it? Yeah, whatever it was. No, no. Well, oh no, it was the other one. Yeah, with, first with, class. Uh, the Pentagon and yeah, yeah I thought that it was, was fine. Good. But but the comic books. The storylines were so much better. I don't know why they didn't just use them. They had a retcon everything. Anyway, that's a story for another time. Yeah, it's um, going to be interesting because now Marvel can do it themselves, and we'll see if they do any good. Yeah, I, I don't have high hopes. but um, All right, Pat will tell you what to do next. Like us on Facebook. Uh, rate us highly on iTunes. Tell your friends to listen, and if you'd like to uh, – Disagree with us on how much we loved Movie 43, write us at PopCultureContinuum at gmail.com. Yeah, I would say write us and uh, tell your friends, really. I don't know if that other stuff does anything, but, uh, yeah, tell your friends to listen. They're probably listening to a bunch of other crap anyway. And wait out, watch out for next week when we do two other terrible movies. Or maybe I, I can't do it. You know, we okay. we had originally planned to do four terrible movies. After these two, I I can't. I we at can least need to take a break. We can wait yeah. a while. Then All we right. won't know what we we'll do next week. I don't remember what yeah. the two terrible movies. Off off. Anyway. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>